Inflation is reaching highs we haven't seen for about 13 years. If you're in or near retirement, how is that going to impact your current plan? On today's show, we'll outline just what higher inflation means for retirees. It's all about your retirement. You're going to want to have an additional check to come in to maintain your lifestyle. For the retirement referees, Steve Caruso knows all the plays of the game. One thing we know for sure is that life isn't static. Retirement doesn't have to be complicated. Things are going to happen to you over the course of your retirement. Whatever the future, planning is key. The easiest way to make decisions from strength is to have money to fall back on. Welcome in to the Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. Welcome, everybody, to The Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. It's the show where we blow the whistle on financial fouls. I'm your consumer advocate, Teresa Opeka. Steve is the best-selling author of Cookie Cut This, Retirement Distribution Strategies for the Nonconformist. He is a fiduciary with over two decades of experience and president and founder of Laurel Wealth Solutions with offices throughout the eastern seaboard. You can check out his website at laurelws.com. Good Sunday evening, Steve. Good Sunday evening to you as well. How, how's your weekend going so far? Uh, going good. Going by fast. They, they tend to do that, don't they? <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> but they in retirement, do. every day is like a, a week, weekend day. So Yeah, sometimes you forget what day it is. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Wednesday can feel like a Saturday in retirement. Right? <laughs> Looking forward to it. So talking about uh, retirement and what we can do to have a safe and secure retirement and now we've got inflation again. You know, it's not just a buzzword. You could see it. You could feel it. Go to the grocery store, fill up your gas tank. It's there. And after years of low inflation, many retirees are concerned about rising prices. Costs for cars, food, like I said, gasoline are up, mainly because demand spiked when the economy reopened after the worst of the pandemic. Um, first and foremost, you got to be prepared for modest inflation. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's one of those things that, you know, prior to the pandemic, I have been preaching for years and most financial planners were were dramatically under under or discounting inflation. Mm-hmm. Retirees should expect to experience inflation over the next several decades. Um, and, you know, we've had 20 years of below average inflation. So if you're retiring now and let's just say you have a 20 to 25 years in retirement, it's reasonable to expect that you're going to have higher inflation over that time period because we're coming from a period of lower inflation, number one. Number two, as a retiree, the things that you consume typically inflate at a faster pace than general inflation. Now, right now we have higher higher general inflation than what we've been seeing, but also healthcare costs are going to go up. I got to imagine coming out of the pandemic that healthcare costs will, will increase probably even faster than than what they they were before. Mm-hmm. So um, it's better to plan for a risk and have it not occur than to not plan for the risk. Because if you plan for a risk and it doesn't occur, all that means is you have extra money. However, if you do the reverse of that, if you don't plan for a risk, then all of a sudden you're scrambling. So, um, you know, it's definitely better to to be prepared for modest inflation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's that's why you need that plan in place. You know, you don't want to go into retirement without a plan. Also, your fixed income may not keep up with inflation. Does this make sense? Yeah, no, it definitely does. And it's something that, unfortunately, a lot of retirees have had drilled into their head that they need to have a steady you know, income or a steady paycheck from, uh, from bonds or their, 
that they think, oh, like I can live on a fixed income. I can live on my pension and I'll have a cost of, you know, maybe I'll have a cost of living adjustment. That cost of living adjustment actually is usually much lower than what you're actually experiencing in inflation. And so your payments are not going to increase by the same percentage that the prices are rising. So it's important to at least have some of your your savings in investments. Even though you may not feel comfortable having stocks, if you've if you've segmented your allocation properly, then the money that you're putting into stocks is money that you're not going to be spending in the next three to five years. It's money that you're not going to touch for long till the later years of retirement. But it's important to have something in your portfolio that's growing to keep pace with inflation. Most definitely. Most definitely. Um, also, maybe equities or stocks may protect against inflation. How does that work? The thought is, is oh, well, I, I now I'm in retirement. I can't make this money back. I don't want to lose it. So we, we've come to a mindset where we put money into the bank or we put money into bonds. And while that gives us short-term safety, one of your biggest risks in retirement is inflation. It might be even your largest risk in retirement. And the only thing that keeps pace with inflation over the long run is stocks. And so you st- if you're planning on living a 20 to 25-year retirement, you need to have something that's continuing to grow over that period. Now, you know, two generations ago, people retired at 62 and their life expectancy was 67. Now, if you're making it to 65 there's and you're a married couple, there's a very good chance that one of the two of you is going to live to 90. So you're talking a 25-year retirement. And inflation becomes very, very crucial to plan for. And the easiest way to address inflation is to have a piece of your portfolio invested in stocks. And one thing is definite, and you're, you're seeing it now, and it's so true, real estate values often increase over time. Yeah. So long-term real estate usually does kind of keep pace with inflation. It doesn't necessarily exceed inflation. The thing about real estate is that it tends to go up in bursts and then kind of be level for a long period of time. We say level, but sometimes prices actually drop in real estate. But people, what happens is, is that when, when you're in periods of declining real estate, you have the inventory will slow down and, you know, so that'll meet, if there's less demand, there becomes less supply, so less people sell. Uh, And what that does is it stretches out the price over a long period of time. What we're in right now is a period sort of similar to 04 through 06, where you have a glut of demand. Um, And so eventually supply will meet, will catch up to the demand. And, you know, if you're in this area, you've probably experienced a pretty a pretty significant um, increase in the price of your home. I was talking to a client in West Palm uh, earlier this week, and she said that a real estate agent had told her that her pri- the price of her home had appreciated 40% in the last six months. Wow. <laughs> and so, wow. Um, you know, so, I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy, um, some of the appreciation right now, but at some point it will level off. Um, and maybe drop a little bit because supply will eventually catch up to demand. Okay. All right. That's something to look out for. Um, This is kind of some good news here. Social security payments are adjusted for inflation. They are, but let's, let's be clear about that. It's, it's based on the consumer price index, which is not going to be necessarily the same as what your prices are experiencing. And also it's controlled by the government. So the government can go and change that at any time. You know, as a benefit to the listeners on our show, we we offer 15 spots a week 
to anyone who calls in the show and we put together absolutely free, a comprehensive financial plan, a retirement distribution plan, really a roadmap. And what our plans do is we account for inflation of 3.42%, which is what inflation has averaged since World War II. Now, inflation has run less than 2% for the last 20 years, but it's reasonable to assume that we're going to experience higher inflation over the next 20 to 25 years. And so again, better to plan for the risk and have it not occur. And that's something that we do with all of our clients. And we, we make you understand what the plan is based on. Anytime we use an assumption, we'll show you what those assumptions are. And so when you walk out of the, those two meetings that we're going to have, the, fir- you know, the first one is, is basically you telling us your story. And the second one is us presenting your plan. The, when you walk out of that second meeting, you're going to understand where you stand, um, what you need to do if, if you have a shortfall, um, how how above your goal are how above your goal are you if you're if you've saved enough or more than enough and so what it, what we're really providing is peace of mind and to get some peace of mind give steve a call at 800-705-9995 800-705-9995 this is for retirees and pre-retirees common sense planning and straight talk instead of financial double talk and a sales pitch you just need to sit down and get that financial roadmap put together and steve will translate that complex financial world into something that just makes sense again that number it's 800-705-9995 800-705-9995 What's on the way next, Steve? When we come back, we've got some great tips to keep your finances in tip-top shape as you move through retirement. You don't want to miss number four. You are tuned to The Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. I'm your consumer advocate, Teresa Opeka. Steve is the best-selling author of Cookie Cut This, Retirement Distribution Strategies for the Nonconformist. And Steve can help you with many things, including estate planning, financial planning, health insurance, tax planning, and legacy planning. Lots and lots of things there. You know, I was going to mention to you too, Steve, um, are you excited now football has started? Yeah, no, it's 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 uh, it's awesome to watch, you know, Tom Brady, who is in my age, uh, still going out there competing yeah. at a high level. So, yeah, um, yeah, winning Super Bowls. So all the Tampa teams are, are great. And at some point, the Orlando Magic will be good again. <laughs> so when you're in retirement, boy, you could take the time to watch every game. <laughs> you can go to the yeah. games. You could just have fun. It just I. Oh, wow. Um, so we want to get you there in a safe, secure manner and um, want you to have fun when it comes to retirement. Um, so, you know, you talked about some tips to keep uh, your finances in tip top shape in retirement. Um, first one, of course, is understanding your lifestyle, lifestyle expenses. Right. And so you want to be able to track your expenses. And so you don't want to just use one of these questionnaires that are so popular where they'll say, you know, here's your 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 fixed bills. When you look at fixed bills, you almost always underestimate your expenses. The reason being is as there's those times that you go out to eat, that you you pay for an, a newspaper or you you know, there are things that you're not tracking. Whereas if you look at your expenses more forensically and you're and there's software that will do that. And if you're working with the right type of financial planner, they'll give you access to, and they'll help you, they'll help you set up software that will do that. But if you're looking at what, what's actually going out 
the door from your bank and your credit cards and you overlay that against your deposits, you can see in real time, hey, I'm actually running a surplus or I'm running a deficit. And if you know you're consistently running a surplus of, say, $200 every month, then that's $200 that you could be putting to better use than sitting at a tenth of a percent in the bank. Mm -hmm. And so it's better to know because when you measure something, you make better decisions. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, also, being aware of financial costs that will change in retirement because, you know, they're going to. It's inevitable. Yeah, no, absolutely. So with with financial costs, the big one is healthcare, right? So you're going to consume more medicine. And even if you're not consuming more medicine, some people say, oh, I'm really healthy. I don't really have any prescriptions. You're going to pay more for health insurance premium because you're older. So, right. you know, every year you're going to be consuming more medicine, whether you're com you're consuming it through the, through insurance premiums or you're consuming it because you're actually sick. And so it's important that you understand and you, you budget for that. Also, and this is this always blows my mind when people consider this an an unexpected expense, your teeth have kind of a life expectancy of their own. So it's reasonable to assume that at some point you may you may need some major dental work in retirement. Mm -hmm. um, better to that's not really an unexpected expense, although people consider that an unexpected expense. Um, and then later in retirement, things like cataract surgery or you know right. that, that's that, those are fairly common things that happen to a lot of people um, that um, you sh you can plan for and budget for and have you know if you're if you've taken advantage of a health savings account or um, even if you haven't, if you have money kind of liquid so that you're, you're prepared for those type of things when they come up. Yep. Yep. You're right. You're right. Um, and this next one, don't like to talk about it, but kind of have to understand how taxes impact your money. Yeah, no. And that's one of the big ones that, you know, a lot of people, because obviously we're in a state that doesn't tax income, right? Mm -hmm. So, and many of us out there and many of the people out there listening probably came from states where they were getting paying a heck of a lot of taxes, whether it be New York or Connecticut or Massachusetts, right? So you're you think, oh, well, I I did my I did my tax planning by by coming to Florida. Well, you still have federal taxes. You still have real estate taxes. You still have most you know a lot of neighborhoods. You have association fees. You have so and those those tend to go up faster than than general inflation as well because. Um, the government can only raise the federal government can only raise money one way and that's taxes and you don't it doesn't take rocket a rocket scientist to realize that when the government spends as much money as they've spent over the last year and a half that at some point taxes are going to go up and it's not enough to just say we're going to tax the people over four hundred thousand dollars taxes are going to go up for everybody mm -hmm. and so again it's better to assume a higher rate of taxes than the current tax rate because again, if you plan for a higher a higher risk and it doesn't occur, you just have more money. I know I keep saying that, sound like a broken record, but it's it's really important to be conservative in your your estimates because you don't your the big fear and the when they've they've surveyed people on this, the big fear of of every retiree on day one when they stop working is that they're going to run out of money, mm -hmm. and so better to use more conservative estimates and. The next one, the, the fourth one here that we're going to talk about is a, big, is a big step as well. Yes, creating your retirement paycheck. Yes. So, you know, we talk a lot about the other stuff that stops when, 
when you stop working, right? It's 60 hours out of your week. Sometimes if you're a workaholic or at least 40 hours out of your week. Right. And, and it's a part of your identity because for 30 years, um, you know, or more, someone has asked you, Hey, what do you do for work when they first meet you? <laughs> Cause it's just, that's yep. just how people are. And so, but the big one is that your paycheck also stops. And so for some people, they've never had to budget on withdrawing from their assets. They they're used to the automatic process of, Hey, every two weeks I get a deposit into my bank account. Well, when you retire, you're not, you're not getting that deposit into your bank account. So you need to set up a plan uh, to know where you're taking the money from and then how you want to get the money. Do you want it to come in weekly? Do you, you know, if you're disciplined, you could take it out. You could just take it as a lump sum and spend it down from your bank account. But for some people need the structure of having, you know, a check coming in every two weeks. So I have a client that just retired um, at the end of July and she was very nervous because even though she has ample amount in the in the bank account, she doesn't she doesn't know where to when when to spend from it and what she's just used to the structure of of the paycheck. So what we did was we set up a deposit to mirror what her paycheck was at the exact same intervals um, for her so that she feels comfortable because that even though even though she had the money already lined up in a, a safe account for her to spend, she needed that structure of seeing it actually come into the checking account because that's how she's been drilled into her head of when she pays the bills and what and whatnot. And so everyone's different, but it, it's important to to recreate that paycheck. Typically, when we're putting together a plan, we're going to we're going to try and factor in what we think is the best time for Social Security. But for example, I have a client who's retiring this year at 64. And so he wanted me to rerun his plan at and show if he started Social Security early so he could see he could see the differences. And that those are the types of things that we do for our clients. And we make that available every week to our listeners. And we have about 10 spots left. 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995. Today is your opportunity to build a tomorrow that you want. There is no cost or obligation to get a better handle on your financial situation and to find out what your investments are really costing you because of high fees or commissions, what future tax implications will be, and how much income you can securely generate from that once you do move into retirement. Pick up the phone and call Steve now. Again, 800-705-9995, 800 705 What's coming up next, Steve? When it comes to retirement planning, sometimes we have to take a step back and make sure everything is working as it should be. When we come back, some do's and don'ts in planning for retirement. Welcome back, Orlando. Thanks for spending some of your Sunday with us. You're tuned to the Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. I'm your consumer advocate, Teresa Opeka. Steve is the best-selling author of Cookie Cut This, Retirement Distribution Strategies for the Nonconformist. He is a fiduciary with over two decades of experience and president and founder of Laurel Wealth Solutions. Check out his website, laurelws.com. So it is crucial that you know your plan is working like a well-oiled machine. There's so many moving parts. It's often a good idea to take a step back and make sure we know what we should be looking for and looking out for. So we're going to take a look at some of the do's and don'ts of retirement planning. Uh, The first do, 
regularly review the performance and management of all of your plan investment options. Yeah, so you want to make sure that the performance is consistent when compared to other funds that have similar strategies. And what we often see is that people will just kind of pick a cookie cutter allocation, like a, a target date fund, like 2030 or 2025, if that's that's when they're going to retire. The problem with those funds is that they become overweighted in bonds. And so you're much smarter to pick and design an allocation based on the timing of when you're going to use the money, number one. Number two, you're also a lot of times paying unnecessary fees because a lot of managers are not going to beat the index. And you could you could use index funds, get the same diversification using index funds through Vanguard or Fidelity um, and paying less than five one hundredths of a percent in expenses, whereas some of these managed funds are charging one and a half. I've seen two and a quarter. So, I mean, you're it doesn't sound like a lot, right? When you quote something in a percentage, but if you have a million dollar portfolio and you're paying 2% on it, that's $20,000 a year, you know? So that's, that's a, that's a significant head start that the index fund has. And then you factor in that only about 22% of managers beat the index in a given year. So um, definitely you want to, you want to be reviewing the, the performance and the management of all your plan assets. Okay. All right. And also watching out for newly added funds to your portfolio. Yeah, this is more so with the the 401k. So the 401k, uh, there's, you know, the plan administrator has a fiduciary duty to kind of stay on top of it. So they're going to throw new funds in. Sometimes they're doing that kind of just to just for show, basically, to 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 make it seem as if they're they're really taking an interest in the plan. And they a lot of times what they're just doing is they're going eeny, meeny, money mo over the, the funds that have had the best performance over the last year. The, the funds that had the best performance the last year doesn't mean that they're going to have the best performance the next year. Mm-hmm. So you want to you don't want to automatically just assume that, all right, well, they're they changed up my plan, changed up this fund for this new fund and they moved my assets into it that it's the right fund for you. You want to definitely sit with an advisor who's making sure that the funds that you have are the correct ones to be in and that you're not incurring unnecessary cost. Yeah. And and you definitely want to adjust your portfolio to match your risk tolerance as well. Right. And so risk tolerance is one of those things that's really tricky to to analyze. The point of the matter is, is that we all have kind of a number in our head that we feel like we need to have our fingertips on to, to feel comfortable. And so you want to, you want to try and when you're looking at risk, you want to try and determine what that number is. So you want to look at your spending and you want to say, all right, well, if I had, you know, nine months or 10 months of, of my spending in something safe for emergencies, I would be comfortable taking a risk with the other money. And so it's, it's looking at what the right risk threshold is for you. It's really looking at your spending and, and what and what you want your money to do for you and then figuring out what's kind of the the house money that you can kind of take a um a gamble with. By the house money I mean like if you were you know using kind of a, a, a gambling analogy. Right. You know, if you're you know you had you had your principal your your initial bet back in your pocket, you're playing with the house's money. So um you want to kind of figure out what that comfort level is. Of course. But um, best, the best advice to take your time to educate yourself about how to invest for retirement. Yeah, you don't want to miss out on opportunities that you don't know about. And just like a, a coach or a personal trainer, um, you want to basically have a, a retirement fitness plan. 
right? So you want to know that all right, I'm in good shape to retire. Mm-hmm. Yep. And there's also the don'ts when it comes to retirement. Uh, don't put all of your money into funds that gave you the biggest return last year. Yeah, no. And that's, that's what I was talking about earlier is that sometimes these 401k plan administrators, they, they do exactly that. They chase returns because they're just looking through at the funds and saying, oh, well, this one did this. Well, if I offer this one, then it will look good on, to our participants. Um, a lot of times those funds that make the best returns, either they took outsized risk relative to their, their competitors, or it was, you know, sometimes it was just an anomaly where they hit on, on one particular stock. It uh, doesn't mean that they're consistently outperforming. Okay. All right. And trying to act like a professional day trader with your retirement savings. That's not good. <laughs> yeah, no, I, believe it or not, I I see this um, more than I, I, I would like to admit. Like I, 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 I've seen people that just, that's what they do. They'll, you know, especially during the pandemic because they're working from home. So they think, oh, well, I have the time to, but you're getting calls for work. You're being distracted. You're not in front of the screen all day long and you can lose money really fast if that's what you're doing. And um, also with, if you're trading in like a, a 401k plan, you're basically, you're, you're going in and out of the market. And if, if, if we've learned anything over the last 11 months, the best thing to do is to stay invested, right? Because the market has had basically several months in a row without a downturn. And so if you were pulling out every time the market made a gain with the hope of going back in, then you've been wasting you've been wasting good performance on cash because you're missing some great, great days of return. Okay. All right. This next one. So it says over-investing in your company stock. Why is that a bad don't? Yeah. So you have too much single stock risk. And so as much as we love our own companies and we work for those companies, um, companies can and do go bankrupt. So, you know, if you were working, you know, think of the financial crisis, right? If you were working in Citigroup or you were working in General Motors um, or Delta Airlines or American Airlines, those companies, lot, their stock lost all of its value. Now, they, have, they now have public shares again, but the people who were invested in those stocks prior to them going bankrupt lost all the money that was, was invested in those stocks. So um, you know, that's, that's a situation where you have too much risk. And the other thing that you also don't want to do is you don't want to completely avoid risk, mm-hmm. right? So that's the other thing that people do is they put, they might be 40 years old and they have all of their money in a stable value fund and you're not going to touch the retirement account for at least another 20 years. Way too conservative to be in something like a stable value fund. You want to have some stocks. Again, I would most 401k plans are going to have some type of S&P 500 index fund. Um, even doing something like that, is much smarter than keeping it in a stable value fund, even though it's going to fluctuate in value. When you look at it 10 years from now, 20 years from now, you're going to have substantially more money. And that's, those are the things that we look at in our financial plans. And, um, you know, we're happy to put it together for you. We, like I said, we offer it every week to our listeners. We have about five spots left. It's going to be a comprehensive retirement distribution plan, showing you where you stand, showing you based on, on what you said your comfort levels are, here's the right allocation for you. And so it's an individualized plan. It's not a cookie cutter solution. And that's what we do. And it, 
the hope is, is again, to provide peace of mind to our clients. 800-705-9995. 800-705-9995. If you feel the need to just get that second opinion, or you want to make sure your plan is really aligned with your goals, call Steve and take the stress out of planning for your future. Just a couple spots left. 800-705-9995. 800-705-9995. The last segment already, Steve. What's coming up? Yeah, it's time again for questions, and we got answers. That and more when we come back. And welcome back to The Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. I'm your consumer advocate, Teresa Opeka. Steve is the best-selling author of Cookie Cut This, Retirement Distribution Strategies for the Nonconformist. He is a fiduciary with over two decades of experience and president and founder of Laurel Wealth Solutions with offices throughout the Eastern Seaboard. And you can check out his website, laurelws.com. Time now for listener questions. These are always fun. First up is Jennifer in Orla Vista. She said, I heard you talk about a solo 401k recently, and I'm wondering if it might make sense for me. My employer doesn't match my 401k, but I'm able to max it out as well as a Roth IRA. I make about 50000 in freelance work. Can that work, or is there something else that can help me mitigate taxes? I'm 64, and I plan to retire at 67. Great question, Jennifer. So if you're doing a 401k plan through work, then the solo 401k wouldn't have really the advantage because you can't do the um, employee contribution. So you would look at something called the SEP. And then the SEP would be based off of your freelance work and you'd be able to put away about 25% of the work that you did, you know, the money you made from your freelance work. So let's just say 12,500, 12,000, something like that in that range, which is, you know, a little bit uh, less than double what you could put into an IRA. Probably the SEP would be the alternative there. And, you know, it obviously helps mitigate your current taxes and helps and helps helps you grow the money for the future. So, Okay. All right. And next up is Martin in Baldwin Park. Market volatility makes me nervous. The current rate of inflation makes me nervous. I'm 65 and I plan to retire at 68. I have a 401k as well as a brokerage account. Should I be moving to cash and hang on and hope for the best for two years? Martin, great question. I bet you there's a lot of people out there who are thinking the exact same thing as you. And, you know, market volatility is nerve wracking. Now, we haven't had much in the way of volatility over this past year, but certainly March of last year was very scary for people who are in that kind of red zone for retirement, which you are, you said you're three years out. Now, what... The good news is, is the markets are are still very highly priced. And so, you know, to reallocate probably makes sense, but you want to reallocate based on your goals in the context of a plan. It's critical as you near retirement and in retirement that you make decisions in the context of a plan and going all to cash is not the right solution. Um, you still, there's still a piece of the money that you have in the market that is longer term and that money should be allowed to stay in the market. Even if there's a pullback, it will eventually come back up because we always tend to look at the negative situation and people will always frame it the way you did, Martin. And they'll say, well, the market's high and I should just go to cash and ride out any storm. Well, here's the problem with that. The market was also high a year ago 
And if you had moved to cash, you missed out on all those gains. If there's money that you know you're going to spend in the next five years since you're three years out from retirement, so money that you're going to spend over the next three years plus the first couple of years of retirement, that that money you, you're okay to move to cash if it's in the market currently. But if it's money that you're not touching in the next five years, ride out a storm. It's better to, it's better to stay invested. It's time in the market that makes, that makes you the money in the long run, not timing the market. All right. And we've got Eddie now in Holden Heights. I say we don't need life insurance when we retire in two years. My spouse disagrees. In your opinion, what, when does it make sense to have life insurance in retirement? And are there times when it doesn't make sense? Great question, Eddie. And there is definitely times when it doesn't make sense to have life insurance in retirement. But I'm assuming your spouse is your your beneficiary of your policy. So if um, if they disagree <laughs> that you shouldn't, then probably you want to listen to your spouse since they're the ones who are going to to benefit from it. But typically, you need life insurance to cover debts. Um, you also need it to replace income. So. I don't know without without looking at your overall situation it's really hard to give advice but if a disproportionate am- amount of the retirement income would pass away when you pass away um meaning it would stop when you when you pass away then it probably makes sense to retain some level of life insurance to protect your spouse um if you have a big mortgage that would still be in effect if you were to pass away it probably makes sense to retain some level of life insurance. Now, if there's substantial retirement assets and there's more than enough money to meet to for you both to live um, throughout your retirement and you have no debts, um, then that that's a situation where you don't need to carry life insurance because your spouse will be okay either way. But how are you going to know if you're going to be okay if you don't do a plan? And so Again, we talk about this all the time, but you have to make decisions in the context of a plan. All right. Good advice. And we've got Rachel in Eatonville. My husband is going to retire next year at 67. I'm planning to retire the following year at 65. What should we be doing differently with our investments as we get ready to retire? We have approximately $1.3 million on our 401ks, as well as about $20,000 in a Roth IRA. All right. So... Again, this gives me a little bit more detail, but we would want to know what your spending is to really be able to give you solid advice. But just eyeballing your situation, if you have a Roth 401k available to you, because you've saved up $1.3 million in pre-tax assets, it's probably smarter that you make those new, those new retirement contributions between now and, and the time that you retire. I mean, granted, it's not a long amount of time, but... Um, contribute those to Roth 401k if it's available to you as opposed to pre-tax because what's going to happen is when you get to 72, you're no longer going to be able to control your tax bracket because your minimum distribution is going to to catapult you into a higher tax bracket. So that just eyeballing that right off the top, that would be one thing. All great answers this week. Great questions. And you know, all these questions I'm sure come up on a regular basis with your clients and you help them through all their situations. That's that's exactly it. And we're what we're doing is, you know, we're we're spending in that first appointment, we're going to be talking a lot about your goals and what your spending looks like and what you what are some of the things that the aspirational stuff that you want to do when you first retire 
And we want to basically create a baseline of, uh, of what your spending is going to be. Now that's going to change over time, right? So you're going to want to review and you're going to want to do all the things that we're talking about in terms of tracking your spending. But once we have that, then we can make better decisions about your investment allocation. So a lot of the questions, as you see every week that we get are, is now the time to pull out of the market or what should I do about my allocation? Well, unless you've crafted your well-defined goal and you've sat down with someone and spelled out, hey, this is what I want my retirement to look like, and then we can assign the cost to it, then we can really put together a plan for you that will, that will address those things. And that's what we do. And we have, I think, about two spots left. Um, it's, al it's always a pleasure to hear from our listeners and to sit down with our listeners every week. So, um, you know, please call in. 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995. This is an excellent chance for you to get that true practical financial review, and there's no cost or obligation. That review is going to show you where you are now, but most importantly, it's going to show you a roadmap to get where you need to be. You've got nothing to lose. Just a couple spots left. Call right now. Last chance today. 800-705-9995. 800-705-9995. Again, it's a fast-moving show and had a lot of fun. I can't wait for next week with some new questions and new topics. Yeah, no, absolutely. Always a pleasure. And thank you for listening. We, we love our listeners and just wanted to say thank you. The response has been tremendous. Every week we get wonderful questions from our listeners as well. So thank you so much, Orlando. And we'll see you right back here next weekend for another edition of The Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso.